the dad business. And here is your host, Nigel T. Best. Hey everyone, it's Nigel T. Best and welcome to the dad business. Well, here's a topic for today, the law of attraction. I mean, come on, seriously? It's a load of rubbish, isn't it? Well, that's certainly what I used to think, and I don't know if anyone else out there thinks the same. At the moment, I know uh, one of my kids, uh, <laughs> he, has, um, he has his own thoughts on it, but uh, that was that's uh, Matthew. And, you know, when I sort of talk about it, I don't talk about it, push it down your throat and say you've got to believe in the law of attraction. It, I'll leave it open to people's judgment. And I'm sure some of you out there are thinking, what the heck is the law of attraction? And also some of you will be thinking, I love the law of attraction. It works every time. And others will be thinking, no, I've tried it. It's a load of rubbish. Well, I'm going to talk a bit about it today on The Dad Business and just tie into a couple of things that uh, that I do, uh, one of which is with um, my kids. It's also a business, and uh, I'll leave it to your own judgment on this one. And I'm sure you're going to, if you've not, here's, here's the thing, if you've not done anything about the law of attraction, read about it, listened to it, um, anything like that, then I would strongly urge you to go away and look at some of the traditional things, some of the big things that are out there. So The Secret is a, a film, and it has a lot of the um, the people in this uh, type of area um, personal development and what have you, you talk about uh, the secret and the law of attraction and and those sort of things is uh, a, a guy I really enjoy listening to. So it's Bob Proctor, but I also like listening to Joe Vitale. Um, I find him very easily easy listening, and he's also he ties the law of attraction uh, into marketing as well. And he's got some great books that go back listening about P.T. Barnum and how he did things and the marketing there and the uh, the attraction factor um, that he talks about. And I, I think it's it's fascinating stuff. I don't think it's one of these things that you can prove either way. But I'll leave it up to you to go away, investigate, listen to it, read a bit about it, go with an open mind. Uh, it's very difficult. And I guess this is where it ties in with your kids. And, and sometimes you're trying to What's the phrase? You can't be a prophet in your own land. Uh, you know, you're wanting to do the best for your kids. You want them to um, get some of the experiences that you've gained um, that have been handed down uh, to you, you know, of people's life experience that are very useful. A lot of what we get handed down um, can be very difficult. Uh, it can pre judge you in in many ways so a lot of people get scared of spiders because their parents are scared of spiders because their parents were scared of spiders or whatever there's no basis to it it's just something that we've passed on so some of these things here about the law of attraction other life experiences that you really want to pass on because you believe that they are very useful to someone as they grow up and start their life uh, they're, they're really useful things to have it's you know, it, it's quite difficult to get that across to people. And uh, and so some of the things sometimes they say is, you know, you should um, get not so much talk to them, but let actions speak louder than words and what have you. Oh, hold on. <coughs> A chew. Oh, excuse me. I might have to. It's, it's getting to that season, isn't it? Hey, and actually... I'm going to leave that sneeze in. I'm not going to edit that out because that's going to come back to another part of this podcast and what have you, because 
here we go. Let's let's talk you through some of the things that happened over the last few days, and I'll let you make up your own mind as to whether you think the law of attraction is rubbish, or and you agree with Matthew, or you maybe agree with me, and that you should have an open mind because it can be amazing. So the other day, and it's uh, it's Matthew. He's he's got a cold. He starts with a sore throat and what have you, and he says he's got a cold, and there's always two ways you can react to this, isn't there? You can give a huge amount of empathy and sympathy and that and uh, what have you, or you can kind of tell him to get on with it. Now, I don't know which side you go on. Um, uh, I once heard, uh, when people talk about empathy and sympathy, I once heard a, a brilliant definition of uh, what's the difference between the two, because uh, you, you kind of find that uh, people are not too sure. Which is which? So if you could imagine someone, you're on a, a ship and someone's leaning over the side, being seasick, uh, sympathy is putting your arm on your shoulder saying, oh, there, there, I hope you feel better soon. Empathy is you stand alongside them and start being sick yourself. I quite like that as, as a definition or a, an idea about what's the difference between the two. So you can go down that route. Oh, you poor thing. You know, I feel, oh, I feel I've got a sore throat as well. And, oh, yeah, you know, this could be, you know, take some time and, you know, think about this and, and, and really dwell on being poorly and, and what have you. I kind of do do that a bit, but probably people that know me, I'm probably more of a, um, tell them to get on with it. But, I don't just say, oh, man up or something like that and, and get on with it. I, I like to sort of say, no, look, you can get on with it if you get your mind potentially in the right place. So if you can get your mind to be thinking positive things about, yeah, I've got a sore throat, but I can already feel, I can already feel coursing through my veins. I can see them. My white blood cells, they're like soldiers, they're like the SAS. You know, they're like a SEAL team. They're out there. They're hunting down those those bad germs that are dressed, you know, in, in bikers' leather jackets or something like that that are causing mayhem and, and all the rest of it, and they're going to take them out. They're going to, you know, scour my body and, and eliminate everyone, and you really – it's like an army, and they, they're going to crush this virus. They're going to crush it, and they're going to make me feel better in record quick time. You can try and do that. You can try and encourage people. Because a lot of research has shown that if someone has a positive attitude to their recovery, their powers of recovery, then um, you can achieve amazing recoveries from all sorts of things. Um, does it does it mean that uh, just think positively can cure every illness? No, of course it doesn't. What it, what it means, though, is that your ability for your body to fight infection or to recover or to get stronger, I truly believe there's a strong element of what goes on in your mind. Now, this would be backed up by placebo experiments. So where you give the placebo effect, where you give nothing but a useless pill uh, to one group, you give uh, the uh, medication that you're hoping to test to another group, and you compare the results and what they found. I think the pharmaceutical industry, I think half of everything they come up with, the placebo effect. So in other words, people that took a pill that contained nothing said they felt better and recovered better than the actual pill developed by the pharmaceuticals. 
and I think that's something like 50% of them, the placebo effect is greater than the actual effect of the pill that they've spent time researching and what have you. So is that, you know, read into that what you want. You can come up with your own opinion on that. But I truly believe that if you have a positive attitude to something, then you are going to be much stronger at fighting that infection and recovering quicker. So when I sort of say, right, okay, Matthew, come on. Imagine that sore throat going, imagine your body beating it in record time. Imagine, yeah, look, you can slow down a bit, give you, your body uh, that extra reserve of energy so you don't go, I don't know, running a, a marathon or something when you feel terrible or anything daft like that. But it doesn't mean you retire to your bed. It doesn't mean you sit down. It doesn't mean you wallow in your self-pity. It doesn't mean that you expect me to sit down next to you and blow my nose and sniffle and croak and all the rest of it. No. I want to give you something a little bit more that helps you do it. So the kids, you know, they laugh at me. Well, they don't laugh at me. They just stare at me as if I'm a, an absolute madman when I say that I never get a cold because I truly believe that I never get a cold. I believe that a cold sort of comes near me, but my body is going to, you know, overcome it pretty damn fast. And I love a story by Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, yeah, he he was um look at that. I've got I've got Matthew phoning me at the moment, so he's interrupting. Um let me just message him. <laughs> um so Jack Nicholas isn't it amazing how you can be doing a podcast and, and one of your kids can send you a message um, and, and try and get hold of you? It's weird. So, Jack Nicholas, all right. Sorry for the in interruption there. Um, it's Christmas time, isn't it? And uh, delivery people, there you go. Wasn't wearing, you know, didn't have a red outfit or a white beard, though. That was a bit strange. But anyway, Jack Nicholas, one of the greatest golfers ever. Probably he's won the most majors, so the biggest tournaments, he's won the most of them. Won more than Tiger Woods. And someone once asked him, they said, uh, you know, he'd lost a tournament. He came to the final hole and he had a short putt and he missed it. And uh, someone asked him, he said, how do you deal with missing a three-foot putt on the last hole to lose a tournament? And he looked at the guy and he says, I never miss. And the reporter looked a bit, you know, strangely at him and, and as if to say, uh, I think I've just seen it. But what Jack, Jack Nicholas meant was in his mind, he never missed. He always got them. And it was that attitude, that way of thinking about things that probably made him one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest ever golfer. So where does this, what does this mean? Does it, does it mean that the law of attraction, is it tied up to your your mindset and I think it definitely does and one of the things that uh, I sort of do and let's go back I've got a, a little business and it's an outdoor laser tag and I run it with Matthew and I've done it with Matthew it's only part-time we just do um, some weekend sessions for stag do's hen do's uh, kids parties uh, sports teams uh, we've done a some corporate ones as well for people that want to sort of have a staff meeting or a get together, a team building exercise and what have you. So we run this outdoor laser tag. It's great fun. Great fun. Um, why did I, why did I set up a business doing a laser tag? A couple of things really. 
and I'm I'm kind of going off at a bit of a tangent. I'm going into the weeds a little bit here, but you know when sometimes you do something and it's great fun and you play with your kids and we'd done this at um, some outdoor adventure thing and it was a laser tag and we had great fun doing it. Matthew at the time was really into Nerf guns, you know, the ones that foam, fire the foam darts. And we decided, right, okay, let's, well, I decided actually, I, I thought, how can we uh, combine uh, a bit of fun along with maybe doing something that, uh, look, it's never going to make me rich just simply because we don't do enough sessions to, to have the turnover. But in terms of dealing with people, looking at how a business works, looking at how um, you get bookings and uh, you deal with people and you talk to people and you welcome people and you uh, explain how the games work, you look after them, you make sure people are safe, you make sure they enjoy it, you make sure they go home having had a fabulous time, fabulous experience. Uh, it wasn't so much the the winning and losing in this, it's more about how people feel. You know, so uh, I think at the end of it, by the time it's all finished, very few people remember what the score is. They just remember moments in there that made them laugh, um, made them happy, uh, and, and what have you. So I kind of set this business up as a way of introducing Matthew and then hopefully Oliver and Jamie into dealing with people, so customers. I thought this is a, a good way of getting them some confidence to stand up in front of people, uh, explain things, deal with uh, people that have um, a problem or maybe not so much a complaint, but they might be sort of questioning something and you explain it and you um, learn how to just make people enjoy the fact that they're with you and that they are quite happy to spend the money with you. So there we go. And one of the things, here we go, uh, it, it was one of these odd things. Uh, we had We sell bars of chocolate, cans of fizzy drink and, and what have you. And when I did it, what I used to find was Matthew disappear off and the stock of the chocolate and cans of fizzy drink would go down substantially. And yet the sales didn't kind of tally with, uh, with the consumption or the disappearance of the stock. So it was one of these things that I said, right, okay, here we go. Matthew, you can buy all that off me. I'll help you get some more, and then it's up to you to buy and sell stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, as soon as someone was in control of their own uh, stock and they realized that they were eating their own profits, they didn't eat anywhere near as much chocolate or drink as many cans of pop and what have you. So that was a great lesson as well. And um, he ended up buying some face masks and some special ops masks and um, some hats and what have you, and some sunglasses. and has sold those as well. So it just makes a little bit of pocket money on that as well, which is great. You know, great lesson is exactly what I wanted to set up a business, do something with my kids, combine the two, teach them a few lessons is great. And, and that was one that um, uh, I'm really pleased with. And it's uh, very fortunate to have that. Now, why am I talking about this laser tag business? Well, it's outdoors. It's December. 2018 at the moment and uh, the last session we did a few days ago it was for a group of scouts so there were 40 of them coming in two sessions so basically the whole day now I'm always cautious about the weather and I hate the wind 
strong winds. It's a real pain. There's lots of trees, there's barriers, there's things that can get blown about and stuff. And I don't like it. So I don't like the wind. And also, you know, rain. It makes it pretty miserable, if, especially if we're stood out there for four or five hours doing some sessions. And also it makes it harder for, you know, the equipment can get wet, it can da get damaged and all the rest of it. So, right, where am I going with this? Well, I always, in the run-up to a session, look at the weather. And I was looking at the weather and on the night before, on the day before, the day was starting off about minus three degrees centigrade and there was a wind chill and then overnight a storm was coming in. 60 mile an hour winds, driving rain, could free, could be freezing rain. It could be all sorts of things. Oh, I'm just picturing the misery of these kids shivering um, as they hold their guns waiting for the game to start and what have you, um, getting cold and wet and me standing there for five hours, hands in my pockets, trying to keep them warm, trying to get some feeling back in my fingers. And I was thinking, no, 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 no. No, I, no, I, I don't see that. I, I don't see that now. I, I, there's going to be a window where the weather changes for no real reason. The weather's going to change. It's going to be nice. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be warmer. It's going to be uh, no wind and there's going to be no rain. And I could picture us standing outside saying, isn't this amazing? And talking to people saying, haven't we been lucky with the weather? Isn't this wonderful? And I began to even say, before it happened, even say thank you. Uh, thank you for this, uh, and I'm going to enjoy my future. Uh, my future is holding this event, having a great time, people having a great time, really nice weather for December, really enjoyable, great fun, and I'm very grateful for it. Now, when I talk about, it's weird, when I talk about uh, enjoying my future, um, People sort of say, what are you talking about? So, well, and you sort of smile and say, oh, I'm, I'm just enjoying tomorrow. And I said, well, what do you mean? Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it, enjoying tomorrow? And um, this is something that a good friend of mine, Richard Wilkins, uh, was telling me. And I thought, yeah, I do the same. And he always talks about, oh, I'm in, I'm, oh, just hold on a minute. And he'd smile and say, I'm just enjoying, I'm just enjoying my future. And, and people would say, you, I think, yeah, there's something wrong with you guys. You know, what What the hell are you talking about? Enjoying your future? Who's ever heard of something so daft? And he summed it up brilliantly because he said to this person, he said, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night worrying about your future? They said, yeah, 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 of course I have. Have you ever gone through the day worrying about your future? Yeah, yeah, of course I have, yeah. And is it, you know, has it made you feel pretty bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible, isn't it, when you worry about your future, yeah? You know, this could happen, that could happen, you know, all sorts of things, all these bad things could be terrible. He said, yeah, exactly. He said, but I've decided I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm going to enjoy it. And they normally turn around and they say, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? And it, it's not as good as you thought it was. He said, it doesn't matter. I've already enjoyed it. And if it does happen, I can enjoy it twice. And people sort of think, pause and just think a minute and just go, yeah. Because actually, when I worry about the future, how many times does that future actually pan out as I was worried about? And the chances are, it's like Mark Twain, where he says, I've had thousands of terrible events happen to me. And some of them were actually real because we think and we worry about the future too much. You know, and so this Richard's... Um, 
thoughts and I uh, just love it. I love the way it clarified what I was kind of thinking every so often so you can work on it. You can make it more powerful. Just pause and enjoy. So if you're thinking about um, Christmas Day and you're worried about this, that and the other, just pause and just say, no, no, no. I tell you what, before Christmas Day comes, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the look on the kids' faces. I'm going to enjoy the fact that wherever we go or if people come to you, you're enjoying the meal, you're having a fantastic time. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, and the food was gorgeous and glass of wine that was just hit the spot and then uh, we all played a, a silly game it's the one time of the year we got a game out and we played this game and it was hilarious and we had great fun and all the rest of it christmas day could pan out you could a uh, totally different you could burn everything and all the rest of it but it doesn't matter because you've already enjoyed your christmas day before you've even had it and that's what i was doing with battlefield i was enjoying the sessions before it even happened and i was talking to matthew and i sort of say to him look weather's going to be terrible and he he'll look at it and he'll say oh dad look look at that it's going to be windy it's going to be wet you know it's going to be awful out there oh, i'm going to get so cold i'm going to get so miserable and i say no 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 for whatever reason it's going to be a nice day it's going to be calm no wind no rain and it's all the rest of it so i'm looking at this weather forecast and there it is, storm something or other that's come across the Atlantic, sweeping in. You know how the, the weather, it was a, a, a lady doing it, and she was so, it was almost like she was delighting in the fact that this storm was coming in. Winds coming like this, it could be disruption, freezing rain, be careful if you travel, don't do this, don't do that. There could be two feet of snow in Scotland. Uh, it could be all sorts sweeping down the north of the country. It's going to feel bitterly cold, and it's basically get under the duvet, put the pillow over your head and forget about today. That was kind of how she was describing it. And I was saying, no, 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 no. Tomorrow when all these guys come, um, the, when all these scouts come, and you can now get boys and girls apparently in the scouts. There you go. Didn't know that. But <laughs> a right mixed bag of ages and and boys and girls and what have you turned up and they were, they were fantastic fun. But I said, no, 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 it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it. The day comes and I wake up and I'm setting things up and I've got a photo that I took of the sun rising over the horizon. So greeting the day and this sun came, clear blue sky streaming through the trees and the little thin branches um, that have got no leaves on them anymore and that I could feel the warmth from the sun come through those trees and smile on me and it was just a magical moment and this 10 hours earlier we'd had winds battering the house and what have you and and the rain bouncing off the windows making that rat-a-tat noise and it was a transformation as if you'd moved to another country and it was there it was beautiful it was calm i got everything set up everyone started arriving chatting excited looking forward to it. They couldn't, you know, they'd been so excited. And there's another thing. Coming up to Christmas, kids can enjoy the future because they're already excited about what's going to happen on Christmas Day, what they might get. And they are using, without realizing, I think, the law of attraction because they've said, I want this present. I can see myself with this present. I can see myself unwrapping it, holding the box in my in in my hands, looking at the pictures, imagining playing with this toy. They do it so well. 
And at Christmas, that happens. It comes true for so many people. We're so lucky that it does. There's many people around the world where that doesn't happen, but where, you know, we are so lucky here and it does. And so all these kids got off the minibus and they're so excited and they're talking and they're talking and what have you. <clears throat> and the way that they were doing it was the first half of the scout troop were coming in the morning session. Then they were all going to have fish and chips. Hooray for fish and chips. You cannot beat fish and chips. So all 40 of them were then going to have fish and chips here in the base. And then the first group, so the second group arrived for the fish and chips, all 40 of them there eating the fish and chips. Um, oh, it, it did smell like a fish and chip shop. But, you know, they loved it. What a great thing. The people in the morning session wolfed it down. And when it was it was funny, when the second group arrived, so the minibus disappeared off to pick up the other 20 and come back with the fish and chips. And when they arrived um, and they met up with the first group, the first group were, oh, this is amazing. You're going to love it. It's brilliant. You can do this and you can do that. And the excitement of the second group just rose a couple of notches, that anticipation, and they were just going to, in such a positive mindset, that they were just going to really enjoy it. And <clears throat> it was it was one of these things where um, it, it I get so much enjoyment from seeing the enjoyment on other people's faces that something we are providing to them that they really enjoy, um, you know, it really comes back to them. Because I do worry, I do worry that I'm charging money for this and that people might not like it, and they therefore might not like the battlefield that we do, uh, and they might not like me, and they might not like what we do, and they might say something nasty about me, and I, I can't bear that. I can't bear that. I, I want people to enjoy it, to like it, to enjoy uh, what we, me, Matthew, and Oliver do, what we provide for them, what we uh, offer them, and, and what we deliver for them. And, and so, when you see people having enjoyed the morning session, talking to those who are anticipating their session and they're telling them things about it, that is just fantastic. So the weather was perfect. The day went really well. They all had a fantastic time. The scout leaders really enjoyed it. The kids loved it. And they were going off to their church parade and they were all still thrilled and chatted, chatting about what they'd done, who'd done what, how they'd teamed up with each other or how they'd, you know, done this maneuver or that thing where they'd sneaked around, you know, they kept quiet, they hid themselves in some shrubs and bushes and then they saw the enemy come by and they'd managed to get them and they kept quiet and they'd done this pincer movement and they'd done this Flank, flanking movement where they'd gone down the sides and they'd sneaked around the back of them and the, the enemy hadn't realized they were there. And they were full of these tales. Absolutely fabulous stuff. And the day finished. And I'm packing away. And I go back home. And as I shut the door, it started to rain. And the wind picked up. And the rain came heavier. And the wind got stronger. And we were done and dusted in that window of glorious, clear blue skies, sunshine, that weak winter warmth you get from the sun. It was just, you know, fabulous. Now, when I was talking to Matthew about it, and he said, uh, oh, that was lucky. And I said, well, 
don't forget, Matthew, this is what I said would happen. And he he just looked at me and he went, oh, no, no, you're not still on about that. I said, well, Matthew, the other day when the weather forecast said it could be bad, I decided that I was thinking, no, 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 I think it's going to be great just for us, just for where we are, for how long we need it. It's just going to work. And he looked at me. And you know how kids, they just kind of like the shoulders slump, the head drops a bit, and they look at you, sort of sidewards, semi-sidewards, and they look at you and he just went, oh, my God, you think you control the weather. You've truly lost it. And off he went. <laughs> and and it made me pause and I thought, no, it wasn't so much that I felt I controlled the weather. I can see how you think I think that, but that's not what I mean. It was just, is it the law of attraction? I don't know. And I've tried to explain the law of attraction to him. And it then came back to, um, he's cold. And I said, all right, I want you to go back and think. So he said, I get no sympathy from you. And I said, well, okay. I am very sorry that you feel miserable, but I'd like to help you have some positive thoughts, some positive ways of tackling this cold that you end up recovering from it quicker, feeling better, faster, and thinking to yourself, yes, I can do this. I can conquer this. As I say, can you be a prophet in your own land? At the moment, he's not really, you know, thinking of it too much. But what I noticed today was when I was talking to him and he's still feeling a bit down in the dumps and a bit miserable with it. And I said, yeah, how are you feeling? Uh, well, he gave the the old croaky voice. You know when um, uh, <laughs> you'll have had it. You'll have probably done it yourself. You've probably had employees do it where you get the sick sick note voice where all of a sudden it, it becomes oh, very weak. Oh, I feel so terrible. If the house was on fire and they had to shout fire, they would damn well shout fire. So, all right, is this saying that I don't have any sympathy? No, 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 I do. But I want people to help themselves by having a positive mindset about feeling a bit down with it. Enjoy your future. Enjoy you know, recovering from it. Enjoy feeling better already. And this morning, was there a little chink in Matthew's armour as some of my things getting through to him? Maybe, because I said, how are you feeling? I said, okay, take a deep breath, strong voice. Yeah, 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 I'm feeling a bit better. Okay, and can you feel yourself thinking yourself better? Yes, yeah, I suppose so. All right. Maybe you got to do little steps. Maybe with something like this, uh, you need to be a little bit older to fully appreciate the law of attraction because do kids associate thinking about Christmas and those Christmas presents and those wonderful feelings, do they associate that with um, things that you can do in everyday life? Do they associate the fact that you can attract into your life uh, some positive thoughts, positive vibes, positive attitude? Can you achieve more by... You know, thinking to yourself, yes, I'm going to attract more and I can see myself with it. I can see myself passing this test. I can see myself getting a really good mark. I can see myself sitting down and, and studying this and, and getting good at this. And I can see myself doing that because I tell you what, without them realizing they can do it for computer games, they can do it for uh, riding a horse if they like that or learning a musical instrument or being in a play. You know, it's all about saying, look, 
You've got all those feelings with inside you already. You can do it already. And here are some examples of it. Now what you need to do is turn your mind to applying it to the things that you so easily find your mind telling you, oh, feel miserable about this. Oh, try and get sympathy from everyone about this. Oh, feel, you know, you should feel bad. You should take a week off and all the rest. No, no, no. Use those other examples where you have a really good power of attraction that you use and you get your mind going and things like that so that you can defeat silly things like a cold. You can get over it quicker. I'm not saying you're not going to catch it, but you might resist it a bit more. And one of the best examples of someone who has amazing powers of recovery, this is a big shout out to Jim Wright. Jim, I'm going to link to this um, episode because you are an absolute inspiration for things. Jim, you you know, you can tell your story to people. You've got, um, let's just say, one or two uh, medical issues uh, with things and uh, you in and out of hospital. And some of them can be extremely serious and some of them would, would definitely take down a lesser man. But I think you, you put a post up saying that the consultant after this surgery had said something along the lines of, the ability of Mr. Wright to recover from these sort of procedures is nothing short of extraordinary. Now, there's a combination there because there's a combination of things where you are definitely choosing to choose life and positive outlook and you can see yourself recovering from things. You can see yourself overcoming things and also tied in with Richard Wilkins, um, you know, there's a group of people who will share messages of encouragement, of love, of warmth, of positive vibes. Does it work? You ask Jim Wright. Join him on Facebook. Um, you'll find him there posting some amazing inspirational things. Um, he's, he's a, a an amazing chap, along with uh, Richard and his uh, soon-to-be wife, Liz. Um, amazing people. I'm going to get them on the dad business. Um, Richard, Liz, Jim, I think we need to get together and have a session on here just talking about it because I've probably not done it enough justice here today. But it's amazing. Is it coincidence? Is it the law of attraction? How does it work? Does it work? I'll leave it up to you. For me, you know, our session on the laser tag uh, with the scouts and um, with Matthew and Oliver just went so well because. I truly believe we attracted some great weather, some great people, some great times, and we've created some great memories. And I'm going to enjoy those memories again, and I'm going to enjoy my future again as I continue to use the law of attraction to bring some amazing things into mine and other people's lives. So there we are. I'll leave it up to you now. This is Nigel T. Best saying, go out there, find out for yourself. Law of attraction. Seriously? Seriously. Bye for now.